This episode of Date Night is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to check out ED Wine Company. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So check them out on Instagram at edwineco or go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery or just a single wine package, whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code ThisFamilyTree10 to get 10% off. Again, that's edwine.ca and ThisFamilyTree10. But Alex... Yeah, Shane. Date night must begin. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane. We might be COVID positive. But that ain't getting us down. So welcome to date night. I don't get it. That's not good. You said it was a good one. Well, because I wrote this last week when we were thinking we might have had COVID. Because we didn't do a date night last week. So this is our last week's date night, but this week. I don't know if joking about COVID is the right way to begin a date night, Alex. (laughs) Then you need to get sipping on the wine, Shane. Okay, fine. So, babe, cheers. Like every date night, we crack open a bottle of wine that we have never had before that we get out of our ED Wine subscription, and we try to guess the tasting notes. So, tonight... Let me reach this. All right, tonight we are drinking Champentus 2018. So this is, it's an organic and low intervention wine. Okay, well, if this one doesn't have cherry in it, then my name isn't Shane Cherry Cunningham. Okay, hold on. It, no, it's just a dust one. To me, this is the cherriest one. It's like a biting cherry. Mmm. Oh, I like it. Hold on. Am I wrong? Do you not taste the cherry? It's sweet, too, I find. It's so good. You know, it's not oaky at all. I don't find it oaky at all or smoky. Like, it doesn't have that. No. Maybe smoky, but not oaky. Hold on. Stewed fruits. Okay, I'm saying stewed fruits, not oaky. Tanniny, though. It's like a cherry blaster. Really? It has that type of sourness to it, to me, too. Sour and sweet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Let's see, power of influence with this wine. I okay. really love it. Let's read it. I'm excited, actually, for this one. Okay, let me undo. A blend of 40% Grenache, 30% Syrah, and 30% Montverde or Mauverdre from France. All right. So it's a blend of 40% Grenache, 30% Syrah, and 30% Mauverdre from Southern France. There are so many layers of flavors in this one. A touch of red fruit, raspberry and cranberry. The raspberry might be the punch. Wait, where's the cherry? Well, hold on. Violets and lavender sum up the pronounced florals. Where's the cherry? There are really nice savory notes here too. Open this up and get our BBQ going. It's a gorgeous wine to go along with the char from grilling. Is there more about cherry later on? No, but a touch of red fruit. Cherry's red fruit. Why why aren't they saying that? That's odd. Well, maybe the small Elizabeth Davies tasted red fruits like raspberry and cranberry, whereas you're tasting cherry. But cherry's kind of like if raspberry and cranberry had a baby, I think it would be cherry. Hmm. Right? You get the bitterness from the yeah, crayon. I'll go for that. I'll go for that. All right. This is a really nice wine. I really love this one. But are we going to get into our questions now? Yeah, let's get into it. Now, these questions were written while we were ill. So ill. They might be odd questions. I don't think we were feeling up to recording a date night. In fact, we didn't record a date night when we last week. Shane, we, I, want, I want to ask you about that, though. No. So Shane and I made the executive decision. So we delayed date night a couple nights and then we were like, all right, you know what? We're just not going to record it for the first time in like 21 weeks. And we didn't. Did you feel a sense of relief? Did you feel anxiety? Not recording date night. What What was your thought on it? I didn't care about anything. I was just feeling yeah. so like whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. I'm very sick. Let's move on. See, we we got tested for COVID. We are COVID negative, obviously, and we're so happy about that. But it was a it was a trying time. We still drank the wine though. We did because yeah. I was on a thing. My mom told me that alcohol helps dry up your nose when you're stuffy at night. So I found that it worked. Is there anything it can't do? <laughs> All right, Shane. Who wants to start? Do you want to start? No, you start. We'll go shot for shot, like question for question. All right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. What's so I I guess I wrote this one with COVID in mind. What's the sickest you've ever seen me? And were you grossed out? You had this little cut on your leg (laughs) that it started out really small, (laughs) kind of like Jared Leto in Requiem for a Dream, how he had the little (laughs) little prick on his arm that just got more gross and gross and gross until they had to amputate his arm. Now with you, I was like, you got to put Neosporin on it. And you were like, okay. And you just didn't. I didn't know you that well that you just ignored advice. It was just a shaving cut. Like I cut myself shaving all the time. Oh, those are bad because there's a lot of bacteria in those. So you ignored me. And I was like, oh, it looks like it's getting bad. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) And then you were actually like laid out in your bed, like couldn't walk with this like infection. And it, what was it called? It was... It was some kind of staph infection. Staph infection, yeah. But it almost took my leg and my life. Like the doctors were took, because I had to get, in the end, like taken to the hospital. And they pumped me up with antibiotics and things. And it was essentially a staph infection, which became a flesh-eating infection. And now still, if you touch, there's like a little scar on my leg. If you touch it, there's like a thin layer of scar. And then there's like no flesh. Like it's on a muscle, but there's no muscle underneath that area. It's like very gross. Yeah, that is gross. Isn't the, these questions supposed to lead to like nostalgic moments and <laughs> like that nostalgic. we're like, it, I guess, but it's not like a fun thing. Well, you were carrying me around every time I had to go to the bathroom to go to bed. Like I couldn't put any, I couldn't even lower it because it would start throbbing. So that was kind of romantic. Like you yeah, carrying you, me in my rotting leg everywhere. Your life was like a Harlequin novel at that moment. <laughs> okay. So my moment for you was... Okay, I think it was 2017. So December 23rd, 2017. You think? That's the most specific date ever. <laughs> no, it could have been 2018, but I don't. It couldn't have been. No, it had to be 2017. What time? Mm, I don't know. From, I guess, 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Do you know what I'm talking about yet? When I was at J.R. Diggs' yes. Christmas thing? <laughs> So Shane, I think he just had like kind of a flu going all week. And then we had a big event to go to on the 23rd. It's this big Christmas Christmas show that is, it's a charity Christmas show that his friend puts on. It's like always a huge do. It's so much fun. And Shane's like, all right, like I think I'm going to pull myself together to go to it. I think I'm actually feeling better. So we get dressed up and like we get dressed up. Like I got really dressed up and we go to this thing and then I look at Shane 10 minutes in and like his eyes are kind of starting to close. You're you're white, like you had no color and you're just kind of like shaky. And then I look at you halfway through the concert and you're like dying. You're basically asleep sitting up in your chair. Everybody that looks at you is just like doesn't want to go near you because you look like you have the plague. And then we get you home. Like we obviously don't go to the after party. We get you home and that night you were so feverish and sweaty in bed and it was really scary actually. But I just remember waking up and you had such a sweat puddle that even though you were on the far side of our king size bed, it just drenched the sheets all the way to my side and I woke up in a puddle of sweat. Yeah, it looked like a police chalk line. It was more, it was like the police chalk line spilled out and just went rogue. 
but it was it was gross and I felt bad for you and help me out if I'm getting this wrong but you actually felt better the next day after that crazy night sweat of course yeah, yeah. like I, I sweat out the uh, the sickness all right what's your fun question well now I'm looking for a, a more fun question just because I didn't know yours was <laughs> If you were forced to relive one 10-minute block of your life again and again for all of eternity, Jeez. what 10 minutes of your life would you choose? Jesus Louise. And will you tell me yours while I think of something? Or you don't want me to be influenced? Okay, hold on. I'm going to think of something. Well, I guess, okay, for me, knowing that you're my wife now and I get to choose, I think if, if my plan right now is to be with you for the rest of my life, I would I might pick... No, I see. I was going to say the first 10 minutes we met, but that would be weird <laughs> because I would have the knowledge that we're like yeah. deep in love and like we're married and you wouldn't. Well, then it's kind of like 50 first dates where like, you know, I don't remember, but you're always courting me and you know, we love each other. And it keeps resetting every 10 minutes. <laughs> so wait, wait, we don't get to live any other part of our life? I guess not. This is intense. Like yeah. this is really sad because it's like. Do we choose something without the kids, with the kids? Like, and it would be hard to convince you each time that, okay, listen, I only have 10 minutes with you. You'd be like, <laughs> Shane, shut up. Like, this isn't real. I'm like, I, it is. But I guess once I figured out how to crack the code, I would, I would just be able to get to it quick. Of course. Still yeah. would probably take me at least nine minutes, probably. Well, that's like 50 first dates, too. Let's, okay, let's I know see. you love that movie, but. <laughs> okay. I. Well, see, it's tough because Betty's so little. Like, I was going to say maybe just doing nothing on the beach in Jamaica with you and Lucy. Just hanging out in the water. And... Just having one kid. Betty gets cut out of her <laughs> no, Well, this is the thing. That was just such a peaceful. So if it's like the same 10 minutes, we had no obligations, nothing to do except play in the water with Lucy, who was like one and a half years old. And it was so fun. And that would be the most relaxing and wholesome because the whole family's there 10 minutes ever. However, and then it cuts out Betty. And then I'm going to feel guilty because I'm going to be like, wow, I just totally like made Betty vanish. So how we got to work this out so that we can have Betty in this from my perspective. So I guess we have to go, you know, on tropical vacation with everybody. And then I'll choose that moment. Okay. So your answer is TBD. <laughs> like It needs no. to, like, okay, okay. My we got to do some more living. My answer is right now, 10 minutes on the beach in Jamaica with Lucy and got to work on getting more experiences under our belt. Okay. But what about yours? Because you said it, you were going to say our first 10 minutes together on our first date. I say this 10 minutes right now. <laughs> How annoying. <laughs> that would be so stressful. Okay, next question. Did I freak you out when I said I love you first? When did you say it? In the kitchen at my parents' house. I was sitting up on the counter. Were we making out? I don't know. We had a couple drinks. and How did I say it? You were sitting on your parents' counter? Mm-hmm. And we were just like kind of having a drink, like a nightcap or whatever. And I forget how I said it, but I said it a certain way too, where it was like I could have played it off as a joke. <laughs> How'd you say it? I can't remember this. I was hoping you'd remember and help me because I remember. Was it the night Tamara was over? No, that was after. Okay. Yeah, that was after. A different night where we were sitting on the kitchen counter. I'm trying to think. Was it the first time I said I love you too? Mm-hmm. You said it first? I said it first no yeah you have such a bad memory no shane that, that was a big thing that i said at first well you've talked about it on your other podcast on michael much how I, I said it first no you didn't you said i'm falling in like with you or yeah something. that was earlier on 
Okay, <laughs> which that, that is such a terrible saying. I think, okay, <laughs> that's like a bachelor type yeah. thing. I'm falling in like with you. No, I said I'm in like with you. And I'm, oh, I'm, way better. <laughs> this is a grown woman here. I'm in like with you. I was 26. 26 year olds have a lot to figure out, okay? And maybe I, maybe I did it like I accidentally said love. Yeah, you probably did it something very contrived where you thought like, oh, I'll act like it just slipped out and was like, ooh. <laughs> probably. Yeah, definitely. That's how you would do something. <laughs> do you remember the first time you said it? Yeah, it was, it was honestly probably like our first date. Well, you told me you wanted to have my children on our, our second date. Well, I'm sure there was a love you before that, right? <laughs> so that'd be quite the jump. No, I love you. Do I want to have your children? Yeah, Shane, it was second date. I want to put a baby in you. And that was that. Was that. It was a fun conversation. But that's different than wanting to have the children. The other, that, <laughs> That's just saying, hey, I would like to make the kids or go through that act. Having them is like, oh, I'm going to be there when they come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but regardless, I mean, made the baby, had the baby. And I uh, appreciate that. So cheers to us. <laughs> What's something you like to do the old-fashioned way? <laughs> These are just funny questions. Um, sure, modern conveniences are great, <laughs> but sometimes the old ways are best. <laughs> Where did you get that? Like, that sounds like it's off of, like, the back of, like, a jam container. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like that. <laughs> uh, like, family time. Like... Doing family time, you know, just like doing something outside. Like what? <laughs> what is the modern version of family time? I don't know. iPads and stuff. Right. Like <laughs> It's family time. Everyone's just playing Candy Crush. And... Like there's something so fun about... Churning your own butter? <laughs> going to like a fair or one of those type of things. You know what yeah. I mean? What's the modern version of that? Well, like a th- an amusement park, maybe, oh, right. with like yeah. lots of gadgets and gizmos and rides and, you know, where you have like electronic bracelets, like a Disney World and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like going to a fair and everything is just so timeless. Like you watch a movie about a time 60 years ago and the fair has not changed. The carnies have not changed. It's all the same. And there's something kind of nice about that. It's like warm, you know? I guess that inspired me because I'm into old school movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I like that where they have the... The guy in like the bellhop outfit ripping your stub and the popcorn. But he has to be in the bellhop outfit. Well, the really old time <laughs> movie theater. And I love an old school arcade. Mm, like I love fun. really old video games. The newer stuff I'm not as into. Mm-hmm. And like a drive-in movie theater I love. Yeah. And that's and that's so fun. And I'd say that's the old fashioned way, right? Like yeah. I think that that turned out to be a very good question. All right. My turn. Which parent of mine made you more nervous when we first started going out probably your mom Mm -hmm. just because your dad tries to be so inviting instantly and and so does your mom but your dad's just more outgoing where your mom's a little bit more reserved Mm -hmm. so it's it's like you you wear your expressions on your face where jake doesn't your brother jake yeah and strange yeah it's like jake's more like your mom in a way like yeah, your mom has a quiet time. side and Jake has a quiet side. And sometimes it's harder to read those sides. Well, they're just sitting there. They're super inviting. But then they'll sit there and they'll take it all in and they'll be making up their mind as they go. Just kind of assessing the situation. Yeah, you'd think I'd say dad, right? But it's... For and you had alluded that your dad was more 
gregarious and yeah. outgoing and you were like oh my dad's all excited and he said like oh let's where, where's this cunningham man and like you tell me <laughs> jokes that he said yeah. which really put me at ease because i had some dads before yeah. with previous girlfriends who they pretend to be nice to me but i could mm-hmm. tell they really didn't care for me did they didn't care for you no really how many dads? Well, I, I was younger because how many how many dads do you think didn't care for you just probably maybe maybe one maybe one or two mm-hmm. two two tops mm-hmm. one minimum any moms moms always liked me mm-hmm. yeah sometimes too much why do you think that is i think the way i look <laughs> oh you mean why the dads didn't like me yeah, yeah why why the dads were harder to get on your side and the moms were a little easier to get on your side well, I think dads were really into successful careers. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I hadn't exactly made it. Like, I don't even think I was rejected from community college yet. <laughs> that was <laughs> so another milestone. I was working at a thrift store. Right. And that wasn't impressive to some dads. And I, I don't know if I had my driver's license. Elitists. Well, things like that, I think they were like, oh, how are you going to provide for my daughter? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't exactly like the type to walk with my my head held high. So maybe I wasn't making eye contact because I was like ashamed or something. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Definitely. But what about the moms? Why did the moms like you? I don't know. Maybe they're just like their daughters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. I feel like some of the moms wanted me. Really? Yes. Like who's? You bleep the name. Bleep the name. I'm not going to. In edit. No. Why? Because I don't want to. I know how jealous you get. (laughs) I start going after 60-year-old women. Yeah. <laughs> I can guess. I can make. I can take a guess. Can you bleep it out? Can I say? How do you know my ex-girlfriend's mom's name? Well, I don't know the mom's name, but I know the ex-girlfriend's name. Can I say? No. Who do you think I was more intimidated by initially? My mom. Mm-hmm. Dads have always been easy, maybe just because like the... It's so easy to get along with my dad and I like talking golf and all that stuff, right? So I've always been able to find, you well, know, you some common ground. you have a thing where you're like, I can have any man wrapped That's around my finger. Yeah, I'm not trying to hit on dad. I'm not saying you are and I'm not saying my dad would hit on you, but I... <laughs> <laughs> this all of a sudden gets so weird so quick, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, I thought we were asking really boring questions. How does it just evolve into this? But it's it's there's a charm right there, and it's not like a, you know, it's not like you're flirting to date. No, but I there is it, a charm between uh, you and charming my dad. Well, see, there's there's never been a mom that has disliked me either, uh, but I've always been way more intimidated by moms because I just. I feel like they know more, obviously, they can relate to me more, and they know what's going on in my head more than a dad does, and they're probably thinking, oh, she's going to come here, and she's going to try to wow the socks off of us, or, you know, be super polite and super nice, and, like, I already know what's going to happen before she's here, and, like, that's always kind of in my head, and it just kind of psychs me out a little bit. And my mom is tricky, like, you know, I don't even think I've ever impressed my mom. So it's very hard for someone else to. And my mom has a quality where she really gives a lot of people the benefit of the doubt if they're down and out. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you are is down and out. So my mom might be a little bit like, oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. what? She thinks she's better than me. That type of vibe. Yeah. But I remember it's funny because our first Christmas together, uh, I'll never forget what I got your mom. 
and I was like really freaked out. I was like, I don't know what to get her. And I kept asking you. I was like, what do I get your mom for I Christmas? I remember the box was vibrating quite a bit. <laughs> what was in there? Stop it, Shane. Oh my God. So I was like, what do I get your mom? And you're like, I don't know. Just get her like a candle or something. Why am I talking this way? <laughs> I'm in sling blade in this scenario. No, I'm trying to show that you are ambivalent towards it. Mm. So anyway, you didn't care. And I was like really freaking out. So me and my mom are like out. We're shopping. And I was like, what do I get Trish? And I'm looking all over the place. And then I settled on this really expensive potpourri. It was like $60 potpourri. <laughs> it was so stupid to spend so much money on freaking potpourri. But, Shane, it was a hit. Your mom still brings it out every Christmas. My mom loves potpourri. I don't even know that it smells nice anymore, but it still looks nice. She and she loves brings it. Potpourri. It's in her bathroom every single year at Christmas. Question What is potpourri? I don't know, like wood chips that are that scented. That smell nice? That's it, right? I don't, I don't really know. Oh, Hold on. she loves it, though. I'm looking up what it is because I'm not sure. Because, like, I've seen oranges in potpourri. Pot potpourri. Potpourri. Okay. Potpourri is a mixture of dried, naturally fragrant plant materials used to provide a gentle, natural scent, commonly in residential settings. All right. So, plant material. So, yeah, it's like wood and, like old fruit maybe do you remember the first gift i got your parents the, was it the moose a moose yes <laughs> another freakishly expensive item so was it your dad's why did i get them it both? was christmas babe oh so i got them i didn't know what to do so i got them a combined <laughs> gift which was a moose and the reason was we went to their cottage and everywhere I looked, there was moose i'm like these people love moose there's moose paintings and <laughs> little moose items <laughs> and this always happens to people it's like someone finds out you like something and then the next thing you know you just get them that every year and then you're the moose person and then they don't even like it anymore yeah. and there's like like it's like my mom liked elvis and then she all of a sudden she hated elvis because she had so much elvis stuff but yeah I, i'm going through like this I'm, it's i'm panicking because it's right before christmas i've gotten them nothing but I'm like, okay, I'm going to get them a moose. Where do I get a moose? I go, I walk by a great Canadian store. <laughs> and it looked like it'd have a bunch of cottage stuff. I see this big moose. I'm like, this is perfect. I flip it over. On his hoof is the price tag. <laughs> 99.99. It's just for people. It's like, uh, what, like an eight inch tall moose figurine with a goofy face. <laughs> Yeah, he looks really uneducated, this moose. Like, this this moose had the lowest IQ probably of any moose ever. Like, it's like a comedy moose. A really expensive comedy moose. But unintentionally funny, which just makes it funnier because the artist clearly tried to oh make the gosh. moose look good. But millimeters matter when you're drawing someone's face. And it was just off. The eyes were off. So plus tax, you know, it came to 113 bucks. I wrap it up and I think your parents are going to like it because I don't, I don't have a sense of them. I don't know if, if they're like overly comedic. I just think they're just sweet people. Turns out your parents have like a great sense of humor and they, they know how to make fun of people and things like that. So the moose just became an ongoing joke for the rest of our relationship, but they always put the moose out. It's it's out prominently. Is the moose out when I'm not around? <laughs> I think so. Really? I have a feeling that moose only comes out when I'm at the cottage. No, babe. I've seen photos where it's like the centerpiece on their kitchen yeah. island. 
And, you know, it's funny because uh, you talk about, you know, people getting caught up in the thing that they like. My brother's girlfriend, current girlfriend, the first time she met my parents, which I think was like the year or two after you met them. And the first thing she got them was an iron moose for the cottage. Oh, no. (laughs) They must have been like, we have to get rid of the moose. It's so funny. It's so good. But they're both beautiful mooses, moose in their own rights, both of them. Uh, and they're both always displayed prominently. Actually, the only times that we put them away is when we go up with the kids because uh, they're both very heavy because they're sculptures. So I put them away so that the girls don't hurt themselves. I wonder if they had to get rid of one moose, which it would be. That's a good question for them. That's a really good question for them. And we've talked about, if we're on the subject of gifts, the time you bought your dad a make america great oh, hat again get out of, i didn't listeners i didn't do that it just looked like one i so it was the first father's day i think after we had lucy and i got him i was really excited to make him a hat like get it made out what's that store called like lids so- <laughs> <laughs> you said that awesome <laughs> You could say lids a hundred times in a row and you'd never be able to say it like that again. Lids. Anyhow, I got it from there and I was like, okay, I'm going to get it red, a red hat because it's going to be bright and then I'm going to get the whiting in white. The whiting in white? (laughs) Yeah. Something sounded funny in my mouth. And we're only on our first class one. So I was going to get the writing in white. And I'm like, it's perfect because it's going to be like Polska. My dad's Polish. This is going to be perfect. And I'm going to get a Polish inscription. It's going to say essentially world's best Jaja, which is world's best grandpa. And just as like a first kind of gimmicky, you know, first year being grandfather present. But I guess, it, is that when Trump, that was 2018. Wait, when did Trump Trump was already in? in power then. Yeah. So how did that go you, over my head? You just weren't thinking. And you were thinking, okay, it's white writing, but it's saying world's greatest jadic. <laughs> and then when I see the hat, I'm like, Alex, this hat is terrible. Like, this is brutal. And it had a Velcro back. <laughs> and you had gotten me, you from for my father's day, you had purchased me such a wonderful hat that said Papa Culture, which was my nickname on a po- another podcast I do. So I had hat trust. Mm-hmm. And then when you failed in such a... A grotesque way. It was, gro- it was gross. It was awful. But so your dad is like, okay, what do I do here? He's like, oh, this is great, honey. Never wears the hat, obviously. But we go on a cruise that year. <laughs> With my so whole your family. dad's like, okay, I'm on a vacation. No one I know is going to see me. And he does, he pulls out the hat. <laughs> Puts it on and does one lap around the pool wearing the hat, but like smiling and showing everyone that he's wearing the hat. Like, oh, hi, dear. Your father's over here. And it's like, look, Alex, he's wearing the hat. And he's like, thumbs up. And we're like, why is your dad being so weird? It's like, and I'm thinking, oh, he's just peacocking with the hat. So then he never has to wear it again. Hat, hat is away after that day, never to be seen again. In it, fact, we tried to find it yeah. in your house to put it on your Instagram to make fun of it and have a laugh. But I think it's just incinerated. Well, because my dad was like, oh, I think it's on that one shelf in your old bedroom. I go there. It's like nowhere to be seen anywhere. So I do think he was lying. I think it's incinerated. But the funny thing was, too, so like my dad was walking around with that hat on for, you know, that afternoon. But that cruise was full of Trump supporters. Oh, yeah. So then we wound up getting ourselves in all these wacky conversations that were awful. Conversations. They're just talking to us. <laughs> oh, Trump. And we're, we're just going, there. oh, yeah. Mm. 
uncomfortable. In a hot tub. Have you ever been trapped in a cab oh and you're just God. like, I don't know about that. <laughs> it was like, but in a hot tub, it's worse because the person's facing you. Oh, that was, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Next question. Some of them were teachers too, by the way. That was a different vacation, different racist. But Still those a ones, hot tub. yeah, those ones uh, made my blood boil. And we we did speak back to those ones, and then got out because uh, they were gun owners. And uh, that's why we got out. Well, that's why I was really excited to get away from them. Mm. Freaky people, babe. All right. Did you ever get nervous or get cold feet leading up to our wedding? No. Like, not even for a split second. No. You weren't like, hmm, am I doing the right thing? No. Did you? I don't know. Maybe in passing, but like nothing ever that made me pause. Why'd you get a cold feet? Mm, I wouldn't even say it was cold feet, though. I'd say maybe nervous. Just being like, is this right? Yeah, it feels right. And then it would be over. But it would- This is terribly hurtful <laughs> for me right now. I hope you know no. my whole world is... <laughs> crushing before me this is the date night question i I don't know what shane's going to say but i know i'm going to say "Hmm, i was thinking cold feet no no i'm not i didn't get cold feet i wouldn't even say it but there was there would have been like maybe two flashes of nervousness and that was it like flashes before and here's the romantic part you dummy before i like reassured myself without even trying because you just feel so good about it so it's like, oh, this is ridiculous. I feel so good about this and so strongly about this. Okay, what's the, wait, the romantic, <laughs> I get that there's a romantic part here, but just let me distill it here. What is the romantic part? That, okay, I'm a dummy, but here's the romantic part. What is it? <laughs> that I would just be so overcome with feelings of love for you that it would totally make any, you know, any nerves or anything subside so easily. Hey, fellas, you want to hear a romantic <laughs> thing Alex told me? She had cold feet. What? Oh, wait. (laughs) She got over it because she was feeling so romantic. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Shane, you're making me tear up over here. I told you. (laughs) Get the tissues. When did you become an Italian mobster with all your buddies? I don't know. It felt like the funniest road to go. But yeah, that that wasn't overly romantic. I'm still hurt. It's going to take a while to recover from this. My answer was just no. I never felt anything but certain. Well, I love you very much. And and I have always been certain. Even through all the, the you know, overarching doubt. <laughs> I have a feeling if I had said I had massive cold feet, you might have said you had bigger cold feet but i think you changed your answer to didn't you dingus i didn't have cold feet i got one more question left after this okay my last date night question is dak shepherd once sucked the mastitis out of Kristen bell's breast would you do that for me um do you know what that is no so it's like when you're when you're breastfeeding and well it's like sometimes when you're breastfeeding then there's like a blockage but you have to like get rid of it so a lot of people pump through or you have to feed your baby through it but i think they were away without the kids for a night and there was she i think she got the block because she wasn't feeding their kid and then he had to like suck the blockage out so that she could have relief again because mastitis is awful it is so painful it is like and it can get quite serious is it painful to suck out doubt it i'll do it 
<laughs> and I recently had to suck out the boogie, the boogers from our kids' noses when we were all sick. Would you suck out my boogies? Yeah, but it's not like you're tasting the boogies. You have the device sucks it into the middle, and yes. per, you never tasted our kids' boogers. Well, uh, before I bought the nasal aspirator for home, I only had the tube for one. It didn't have the the what do you call it? The blocker, the um, booger blocker, the booger blocker, the filter. So I did, and then once the boogs hit my tongue, I had to clean it all out and held in my vomit and it kept going what were the tannins like <laughs> very low low on acid okay so this is the episode next week's might be better because we'll have written them not sick but i hope you enjoyed this episode i mean we still enjoyed recording it and we'll catch you next week on date, date night. night i think it was a great one i had so much fun that one no it was good but the questions would be better our answers were i think i think questions were good have a great one everybody bye-bye